Welcome to Everything Imaginable, a podcast for curious minds on KGRA Radio. And here is your host, Gary Cochileo. Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I'm your host, Gary Cocciolillo, and today we have Alan Halpern. He is the author of Time Network, and uh, he has some interesting ideas on time and the constructs of the universe. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you for inviting me. Um, just, just one correction. It's the, the name of the book. It's, uh, it's my book. I have to <laughs> <laughs> put it on the first uh, minute of the, of the conversation. Uh, the name is The Network of Time. That's close. <laughs> yeah, that's close. Just for you know, people, if you want, if you want, want to, to search it on Amazon or mm-hmm. something. The <laughs> Network of Time. And also, I always post the links in the notes of the episode. Uh, to any websites or information that you have available to for my listeners. Um, so, so what was the inspiration for the book? Oh, well, I was actually in the past, I think, uh, 20 years, maybe a little bit more. I'm uh, researching, reading, trying to understand some of the major riddles of, of the universe, mainly uh, the riddle of time and uh, uh, philosophy of physics. Um, during that time, you know, I've gained a lot of knowledge, and I tried to. Uh, I, I started to to have some lectures uh, to the open public and popular lectures, and uh, then I started to write a little bit. And then one day, I I, dis- I discovered that I have a book. <laughs> and I just need to no, <laughs> I just need to you know, do the fine tuning and uh, publish it. So I initially I did it in Hebrew. I I, I didn't introduce myself, but I, I'm from Israel. Um, and uh, I, I, the first publication was in Hebrew. And two uh, less than a year ago, I published it also in English. After it, it was a very successful one in in the first uh, edition. And now uh, it's, it's in English also, but uh, the, the inspiration was the 20 years of uh, uh, investigation and uh, curiosity I have about uh, the universe, about the major riddles that were never solved. And I like, you know, those, those riddles are, are interesting to me, not the one that we know the, the answers mm-hmm. already, the ones that we, are, we still don't know. Uh, consciousness, time, quantum mechanics, whatever, whatever it is that the, we, we still have a lot of questions we are still trying to understand. So that, that's a, my main inspiration and my you know, incentive to, to invest my time in, in, this, uh, in these issues. I love that. You know, whenever I dive into these topics, I really like guests that are, um, you know, realize right off the bat that that these topics always end with more questions than answers. Exactly. And, and, and that's what uh, makes it fascinating. And I think that's why this has become such a popular topic all around the world, really. And, um, and it also interweaves a lot with uh, spirituality as well, because, you know, trying to explain the universe has been not only a scientific quest, but also a spiritual one as well. Um, so, um, 
what where did you begin your research on this like like were you starting out with like people like einstein and stuff like that or did you just jump right into like quantum mechanics <laughs> no no to get into quantum mechanics you have to start <laughs> a little bit earlier than that it's uh, but uh, i think uh, i i didn't start with um, you know the physics theories I started with the questions about reality. Started with the question about uh, what is time. You know, the book I wrote is mainly about the concept of time. The concept of time is, uh, you know, related to almost anything we can we can think of. Uh, uh, for example, uh, physics, philosophy, spirituality, and other things. And also, if you dive into the physics. Uh, Theories we we are it's, it's related to quantum mechanics to relativity you know the Einstein, Einstein uh, special relativity and, uh, theory and uh, and to many other issues like uh, you know uh, free free uh, uh, will and and a lot of issues so the first what 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 I think the main the main the, the, the initial thing was you know the questions about reality. Uh, and then I started you know, to investigate, to understand, and that led me to a lot of areas. Some of them I, I did uh, some deep dive, you know, uh, around the relativity theory, quantum mechanics, uh, philosophy of time. Um, and, and then, you know, I, I found my, my areas that are more interesting for me. Um, and I, I started to... Uh, understand the questions, uh, understand the, the different uh, you know, answers we have. There's a lot of them for, for each and one of those uh, topics. And also, uh, and also uh, try to find my own path in, uh, you know, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm humble enough to say that I'm not you know, trying to find a real solution for all those riddles, but uh, I'm trying to find uh, maybe, um, you know, a new path to, for thinking about those issues and maybe combining different areas of thought that can lead us to, to new um, roads in, 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 our, in our thinking as humanity. Great. Um, so, so with like, um, from the philosophical view first, uh, um, what, what is time from that perspective? Is time just uh, an illusion created by consciousness? Or is it a linear event that's actually happening? It's a good question. <laughs> you know, the first thing I do when I, I, I do a lot of lectures on the concept of time to the open public, you know, in bars and, and in, in, uh, in other places, very interesting. You know, today they are less, uh, they're doing mostly on, on Zoom or online. But, uh, but the first thing I ask the, the crowd is, uh, I ask them to, to stop for a minute and think for themselves and try to find um, uh, how do they define time? What is the definition of time in their eyes? And, and not, you know, the, the, the way we are experiencing time, you know, the, the years gone by and, and things like that. Try to find the essence of the concept of time. Try to find the definition of what is time itself. And and then we when we do that, and maybe your your listeners can can do it for, for a few seconds, that's to try mm -hmm. by themselves to try the, to find the definition. We we understand that we are it's not it's not so easy. It's very, very difficult. 
Now, uh, St. Augustine in the fifth um, century said something uh, very uh, strong, which we use a lot. Uh, he said, when, when I'm not uh, asked about time, I know exactly what it is. You know, we are experienced, thank you. Sure, I'm sure we know what time is. But when somebody asks me, I don't know how to explain it because it's very hard to explain what time is. Right. And that is exactly related to what we are asked. At the end of the day, we have very generally two uh, way of thinking about time. First of all, is the time is... Uh, uh, you know, basic, uh, initial uh, entity in, in, the, in reality uh, that uh, we can talk about in physics and in other areas of thought, uh, or time is an illusion. It's not a, a basic entity in, in reality, but it's something that emerges for, from something else, and we experience it, but it's not something that is in the um, basic uh, definitions of, of reality. And, and what uh, very surprises, maybe we, we can elaborate on that a little bit later, mm-hmm. is that those two, two, um, two definitions are still with us. You know, we are, we are trying to explore that question, those questions for 2,500 uh, 2, years, and we still are trying to, to, uh, the, uh, the, trying to, to, to choose uh, which is the right uh, mm-hmm. way to think about time? So, so, um, what? Give my listeners an idea of of these two ideas. Like, say, like the the scientific model of time, and the more of a, a philosophical version of time. Okay, so they are actually combined. You know, you cannot just say that there is a, a scientific mm-hmm. point of view on time and a philosophical point of view on time, because um, there are, you know, w- w- you are asked, you asked if time is an illusion or not. So you can find answers to that questions, uh, both for both uh, answers. You can find in in in, in scientific uh, theories. And you can find answers, uh, though, to both answers to the same questions, also in philosophical uh, thought and and and, uh, and theories. But um, maybe we should, you know, start at the, at the beginning of the the, the the way humanity thought about it. Okay. Uh, and I will define uh, more clearly to our listeners what what we are talking about. You know, 2,500 uh, years ago, I didn't just say that, it, it happened 2,500 years ago, there were two Greek uh, philosophers that spoke, they didn't speak about time, but they, they, they actually did. They didn't know that, but uh, that's exactly what they did. They, they, one of them, his name was uh, Heraclitus, and the other one, Parmenides. Uh, let's start with Heraclitus. They, they actually lived at the same time. You know, they mm-hmm. didn't know each other. But they lived at the same time, and they actually, until now, the uh, representatives of two ways of thinking about time. The first one is Heraclitus. Heraclitus is, you know, very generally, is, is what he said is uh, time is the most basic uh, entity we can we can uh, understand about reality, the basic entity of reality. He, he is uh, saying was uh, Pantare. Pantare in uh, Greek is uh, everything flows. 
the only real thing I can say about reality, there is something that flows there. That's the basic and the only thing that is real that, that we can say about that. There, there is a flow, there is a river. You know, is the one that uh, uh, said the phrase that uh, you cannot uh, get into the river twice to the same river. I don't know exactly how you say it in English. Mm-hmm. You know that phrase? Yes. You cannot get you can't, you can't, you can't swim the same river twice. Exactly, because the river is not the same river. So you moving. are not the same you. Uh, and he actually um, gave us that phrase. Um, and, and, and actually, it's very, very easy for us to understand it because it's the, the intuitive way of understanding time. You know, it's just, you know, that uh, flowing river that we live in that uh, goes on in the same rate forever to the future and things are happening uh, during that, this flow. But there is a movement, a, a constant movement that we cannot really affect anything. And, 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 and this is uh, very intuitive for us. So this is Heraclitus' point of view. The main, main entity of reality is the flow change of reality. On the other end, we have Parmenides. Parmenides is also a Greek philosopher, and he said exactly the opposite. He said, uh, the only thing I can say about reality is that at the essence of reality, the basic thing is that reality is a static reality. There is no flow, there is no change, there is no movement. All of these are illusions. Okay, so it's very easy to say that, very hard hard to understand, (laughs) because it's very uh, different from what we experience around us. Yes. But yes, but what he meant is that there is, um, um, I'll explain what he meant by one of his his, uh, students. He explained it very well. His name was Zenon. I don't know if you heard about, but uh, Zenon is uh, also a very known uh, philosopher. You know, when you learn uh, basic philosophy, uh, mm-hmm. is one of the first. There is a paradox, Zenon paradoxes, and one of the basic uh, things you, you learn in philosophy. And one of the paradoxes is, is the following. If it's okay, I will I will describe it to you. Yes, and that will explain Parmenides' point of view. He, uh, Zenon is actually asking us to look at the sky. We are standing in Athens, okay, 2,500 years ago, looking at the sky and see an arrow going through the sky from uh, uh, from side to side. And we are looking at the arrow while it flies in the sky. The arrow. Now let's hold the arrow for a minute. Hold it there for that minute. During that minute, that arrow is as a specific space, okay, that is. Uh, no. being in, okay, mm-hmm. he's not moving anywhere, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a specific uh, minute, uh, specific point in time, there is no movement there, there is nothing you can, you can uh, say that there is uh, some kind of time or change, uh, so, so, uh, so that's the, this specific moment, so, so where that does this flow, this movement comes from, let's look at the next moment, the next moment, again, there is a specific place in space, no movement, no change, no nothing. So where is the movement? Maybe between those two uh, moments. So there is another moment between them, but again, the, the arrow is, is not moving. So the arrow is not moving in every moment during, the, uh, the, during his flight uh, across the sky. In any moment, he's staying in a specific place in, uh, in, in, in the sky. So... What uh, Parmenides is saying, that means that in every moment, it is, uh, reality is static. 
what we see as movement, as change, as uh, flow is an illusion. To give you a an, an, an modern an analogy, which mm -hmm. will maybe explain it a little bit uh, uh, easier, you think about a strip uh, film, you know, film, uh, what we used to have a film, you know, yes. most people don't know how it looks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a, you know, a film strip that you can see the pictures. Every picture is static, of course, there is no movement, no change. They're a little bit different from each other. For, and when you put and you um, uh, roll it uh, very fast, there is an illusion of time and movement and change. But it, it's an illusion because mm -hmm. every single uh, photo on that strip is static. And what Parmenides is saying, this is the same with reality. Every moment is static. What we uh, experience as, as, as movement and time and change mm -hmm. is an illusion. Okay, so we understand better what he is saying. Uh, it's not easy for us to you know, agree with that, but I can maybe I will tell you something that will uh, make you understand better why, why I'm focusing on that uh, uh, point of view. Because since then, 2,500 years ago, we, what we know today from physics, even physics, not just philosophy, also philosophy, but mm -hmm. also from physics, is that there is a lot of uh, truth in this point of view. For example, uh, relativity theory, you know, the famous Einstein mm -hmm. relativity theory from 1905, uh, which is very you know, uh, strong and uh, and we, we, we think, as far as we know in science, that describes uh, the, the reality we have, is actually um, uh, a, a, an evident of the Parmenides point of view. Because if you understand the relativity theory, you understand that there is some kind of a static uh, universe or reality with all uh, points in time that are existent Okay, in parallel, right, and we are just experiencing our way of going through the, that uh, block universe. It's called the block universe, um, uh, the block universe theory, which is based on relativity. And what we experience going through this uh, block universe is an illusion of going of becoming from moment to moment. But actually, we are just moving from one existent. Uh, moment to the another another one which was existent even before we, we experienced it. Interesting. So, yes. so with these two theories, uh, the one thing that comes to mind for me is with the static theory, to me it sounds like uh, everything is predetermined and there's no free will. With the flow theory, um, there, there's change in unpredictability. Yeah. Am I interpreting that's, that's, that correct? Exactly, exactly. That's one of the major uh, problems we have with the static point of view, because actually it means that, as you said, if every moment in the future, in the past, is already has an existence, it means that we have no effect on what's going to happen, and we don't have a free will, we don't have a, 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 an ability to change the future. And of course, we don't like that approach. <laughs> uh, and we, we actually, it's very hard for us to even to 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 agree to that there is an option 
But a lot of people think that way, actually, not just in, uh, no, just in relativity. I, I believe you heard that before, but there is a lot of philosophers and, and uh, scientists that are saying that the, the free will is something that is not existent. It just, it's, it's also another illusion we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we, I think one of the challenges is trying to, to find the, the free will, where, where we can find free will, although uh, there is some kind of a block universe, um, as we understand from, uh, from relativity theory. And there are, there are ways we are trying, there, there is no answer to that. You know? uh, again, if you, if you will ask uh, 100 scientists, uh, physicists, uh, uh, brain researchers also, uh, if there is free will, they will say no. Right. They say according to what they know, there's no free will. So, so, so if there's there's no free will, then that opens up a whole host of other questions of like, who are we? What are we? Where are we? Uh, what's the point? What's the point exactly? It, it makes it really difficult to, I don't know, to digest it in a logical way. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not. No, I'm not a supporter of the. Uh, the, the, the the concept that free will is is an illusion, but we have to uh, acknowledge that uh, that uh, most of the scientific theories we know today in physics and uh, and also in brain um, research uh, do support this uh, this approach, and we mm-hmm. need to you know, deal with that somehow. But um, but the, the the situation right now is that you know there are a lot of um, uh, people, a lot of people are thinking that maybe quantum mechanics has a way to solve this issue. Uh, I'm actually not sure about that. Uh, maybe we can talk about it a little bit, but uh, um, but I think maybe quantum mechanics opened some uh, window for 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 a new way to solve the free will uh, uh, problem, but. Um, but maybe we should look at uh, at other way of thoughts. And actually, in my book, I'm, I'm, I have a, a whole uh, chapter on on free will mm-hmm. and explaining the, the challenges, the, the issues that we have right now, and also uh, trying to find maybe a new path to, for for a solution. But uh, but we don't have a, a, a you know a, a clear answer that. Uh, um, is evident of the free will we have. We don't have that. Is it possible that both theories can be interwoven into one that makes sense? Kind of like like with quantum mechanics, you know, we, we found out that uh, light could be a wave and a particle. Could we do the same type of thing with time? Yes. Um, yes. Actually, the answer is... This is, I think there is a, a way, okay? Uh, I don't know who, who else thinks that way, but, but I do. Um, the, the, what you explained, it's, it's called the complementary uh, way of uh, looking at the, at the universe. You know, in quantum mechanics, uh, one of the interpretation is saying, listen, we have to acknowledge that a particle is both a particle and a wave. Mm-hmm. And this is two ways of looking at the same reality, although it's contradicting, it's, it's a complementary way of, of looking on and understanding reality. So that's, that's one of the interpretation of quantum mechanics. Um, 
and taking this approach to, to the concept of time, what I'm doing in the book is um, trying to combine uh, quantum mechanics, uh, relativity theory, and uh, another theory that maybe we also can talk about is complexity theory. Uh, and when you combine those three, I believe there is a chance we can start to um, maybe find a way to solve the issue of, uh, of both a block universe, which all uh, uh, events have some kind of an existence in parallel, mm -hmm. but in addition to that, find a way for uh, to, to inject becoming into this block universe. So something happens there, Okay, but the all of the events or, or all the potential events are existent in some way, but uh, in every moment only one of those potential events um, uh, realizes into reality. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, so not all of the events are, are, are actually have the same uh, level of existence. There, is, there are levels of existence. There is the existence of a potential. Mm -hmm. It's existent. The potential, uh, an, opportun an, an, an option, is not just something you know that can happen or won't happen. We, we cannot talk about it. It's something that has an existence. And, and quantum mechanics is telling us that. Okay, options are a physical entity. Okay, we can talk about it. Uh, and that's something very important. So if there are an existent um, entities with their existence, then we can speak about a combination of a block universe and, and something that has a becoming. Mm -hmm. Is it possible, um, in, like in, the, in a theory where everything is static, um, say there's um, a parallel universe for every possibility, Every, every every choice that we make creates this parallel universe. And that rather, instead of moving through time in one reality, each choice that we make zigzags us through all these different parallel universes. Yeah. What you explain, right, what you described right now, is uh, it's called the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. Okay. <laughs> so you did it. You did it. <laughs> um, uh, so one of the, you know, the, why I'm talking about interpretations of quantum mechanics. You know, quantum mechanics raises a few uh, uh, very difficult uh, questions that we don't have answers to, at least not one of them. And so, and uh, there were a lot of people that uh, tried to uh, raise some answers and some interpretation to understand better the quantum mechanics in order to solve the issues we are uh, confronting. And um, one of the issues is, the, is the, the question is what happens with, with opportunities? We need to understand that in quantum mechanics, um, there is uh, you know, the, the basic uh, uh, thing we do in quantum mechanics is measuring uh, the, the possibilities. Okay, the, for, let, let, let's let's uh, give an example. A, a particle can be in different places. Okay, mm -hmm. so the quantum mechanics uh, theory is, is telling us that before we measure it, before we look at it, okay, 
it's actually in a lot of places, both time and, and, and not in any of them, okay? It just has the potential of uh, or the possibility of being in one of, the, of those places, okay? We can measure what is the possibility of, of, for every uh, position. Uh, but we cannot, we, ne we can never know exactly in advance where we will find it. Okay. okay. Uh, so when this particle has uh, you know, all the potential, uh, we can. There is a, uh, a function. It's called the wave, the, the, the Schrodinger's wave function. Um, uh, Erwin Schrodinger is the one that, uh, that gave us this function. And is, this function is actually uh, telling us how to measure how possibilities advance through time, okay? So things are changing in this possibility uh, superposition. It's called the superposition of right. all those possibilities. And this superposition is changed, it's changing through time. And, and this function is, is, is giving us the ability to calculate it. But once we look at the, at the particle, we're trying to measure it, it will have, we will find it in a specific place. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, but before that, it wasn't in any of those places. But there was something that we could calculate. There was a potential, there was an opportunity that has a, uh, an existence in superposition. It's a different existence than what we experience when we look in one each other. You know, right. I exist here, maybe. You are probably existing there, may, I hope so. So there is, <laughs> but let's take that as an assumption that we exist in a specific way of existence. Right. A particle before we measure it has a different kind of existence. And what I'm saying is it's not non-existent, okay? It's a physical entity that exists in a superposition and we can calculate it. So it, it has a different uh, uh, existence, but not as the way we are experiencing reality. So, um, so when you're talking on the many words, let's go back to your theory, mm -hmm. okay? The interpretation of the many words. One of the interpretations to try and understand why it happens, why things are moving from opportunities or from, uh, from something that is not existent to something that has, you know, we find in reality uh, once we measure it. The, 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 this transition is not, uh, we cannot understand it yet. Okay, why it happens? Uh, one, of the, one of the interpretations says that every possibility actually is realized yes. into reality, but in a different universe. Mm -hmm. It's not, we experience only once. Once we measure the particle, we find it in a specific place, but uh, in, not in all those op uh, options we had uh, before. But uh, every option has, is, has a reality, in a different universe. We find one because we experience one universe, right. okay? We don't experience a lot of it. We can have each one of, of our uh, many par parallels is experienced, each one is experienced one universe and each one experienced one possibility that realizes from uh, of this particle. So so this, can, this is the explanation of, of this interpretation of quantum mechanics that uh, uh, ignores the fact that only one uh, position is realized uh, and actually says that not just one is realized, all of them are realized, but we cannot, cannot see that because it's in, in parallel universes. Yeah. I hope it's, uh, it's, it's more understood. <laughs> it's definitely one of those mind-blowing type of topics. Um, 
you know, the idea of, of all the, every possibility already happening all at one time in all these different universes. And then we can even question, like, like you know, like I mentioned before, are we experiencing these universes in this like linear way where we're just riding along in one universe? Or are we like a ball being dropped down through all these different universes and, and experiencing them that way where it looks like one universe, but it's really just, we're going through a whole bunch of different ones um, is, is, it, is not a possibility too. I think uh, it's, it's hard to tell what's happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, you know, um, it's hard for me to, to, to understand a situation that we experience more than one universe. I cannot, I, I again, everything can happen, but I, I, it's, it's, I think it's a theory that uh, will have a lot of, uh, of challenges because uh, we, we are living in a specific uh, universe and uh, the, the universes are, you know, different from one each other. There is no connection between the universe. We, we never experienced another universe um, and uh, we cannot, uh, you know, say anything about uh, this universe. There, there are, Parallel universe is not just part of quantum mechanics. Uh, there are also the multiverse. What what we mm-hmm. it's another very famous uh, term. It's it's not it doesn't come from quantum mechanics. Mechanics actually comes from other areas of physics to try to explain uh, uh, issues about the Big Bang and things like that. To try to and it, it actually says that there is a lot of universes anyway, not just related to quantum mechanics. And in any universe, you know, there's a different, uh, even different uh, physics rules. Um, so, so, but, um, but there is no connection. There is no interaction between different universes. We, we cannot experience that. And it's not supposed to be. Otherwise, it will be uh, some kind of a, of a one universe. It's not a real parallel universe. Mm-hmm. So I cannot see a real situation that we are as uh, human beings being uh, ex- experiencing uh, different universes in different uh, situations but uh, you know maybe maybe there is a <laughs> or some combination of both as always as always uh, let's make it even more complicated let's throw consciousness into this mix <laughs> <laughs> you know um, with consciousness uh what is it? It, it? Can time exist without consciousness? And can consciousness exist without time? Yeah, a good question. Um, and uh, and uh, there is a lot of, uh, uh, you know, way of thinking, point of view about also about this question. You know, first of all, you know, we spoke about time. We don't, answer, we don't have the answer what time is. <laughs> What the time is, I know, but uh, what is the concept of time? Right. Uh, we don't have an answer about uh, a lot of the things that uh, happens in quantum mechanics. Uh, and we actually, we don't know what consciousness is. <laughs> Let's say the truth. Uh, let's be humble. We don't yeah, know. It's great. We have a lot of uh, way of thinking about consciousness, but uh, but there, there is a lot of way of thinking about consciousness. That's exactly the, the, the problem. Uh, and And when you are talking about consciousness, in time, of course, it's it's again very related. The concept of time is also very related to consciousness, um, and because we experience time, 
and maybe some of the and if time is an illusion then it's very related it's supposed to be very related to consciousness because mm-hmm. it's an illusion we have okay so the con- somehow the conscious person is is illusing is, is experiencing uh, this time yeah, we're just and, imagining the time yeah exactly uh, if time is a, is, a, is a basic entity in reality, then uh, anyway, we should experience time in, in, in a specific way. Um, what we know today uh, is that, first of all, is that in the way we are experiencing reality, you know, in the way the brain works, um, it's, not, it's not a mirror picture of, the, of what there is outside there. Okay, so we know today from brain, brain research that uh, when we look at reality, first of all, we get all the information by mitigators. Okay, we don't, I don't look, I'm not looking at you right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, photons that comes out of my uh, laptop screen, hits my retina, you know, starts some kind of electrical and chemical uh, um, processes in and, and that the brain takes that and builds some kind of a, of, a, of a video yeah. um, but but I the, the, the information from reality comes by a mitigator called a photon okay it's not I don't see you directly mm-hmm. when I hear I know an ambulance I don't hear the ambulance you know waves of of hair hair sorry sorry for the my English here waves of hair <laughs> Is, is, you know, uh, uh, approaching my ear and, uh, you know, starting again some kind of a chemical and, uh, and electrical processes. And, and my brain takes that information from the waves and builds an uh, audio visual, so, so a visual and, and a picture of, of reality. And right. again, it's the mitigator, not the, you know, what sound is. So everything we, when we see in reality is actually not reality itself is the information we are getting from mm-hmm. reality by and the brain also has a very important we know that even uh, more after the brain research we had in the last decades uh, that the brain is a very important uh, player in this process of building the picture of reality so when we are experiencing reality it's very different than what there is outside there mm-hmm. and when you are talking about time, we know today that part of the patterns or part of the, the basic entities that the brain is calculating and processing and building from uh, is time. So time is what we experience as time is different many times by, uh, from the information we got uh, from reality. Okay, so we, we know that there is some kind of a time processing um, uh, procedure in our brain when we are experience reality that builds uh, what we experience as, as time. Uh, so for sure, some of the, what we call the experience of time, some of it is an illusion. Uh-huh. Uh, the question is only if it's a total 100% illusion or we're just changing it a little bit. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, along these same lines, um, what do you think of the idea um, that that time, space, material existence 
is all really nothing but information. It actually isn't there. It's just information that's being assembled by consciousness. Yeah, no, um, there is a very important uh, um, theory today in physics. I'm not a, an expert in that, so I won't be able to elaborate a little, mm -hmm. a, more, a lot about that. But there is, there is a, um, a, a point of view saying that uh, the basic entity of reality is information. Okay. So information, before we have matter, before we have uh, anything else, there is information, uh, bits of information. And, and the reality is being built by those bits of information, um, which is a very, very uh, interesting um, theory. And it's based on physics. No, it's not just you know, something very theoretical. Um, um, but uh, but there is a I think there is a way we can understand reality, but saying that what we experience is of course taking that uh, information that we get from um, from reality and building you know the picture in our heads. Um, but there is but everything we see it, it it's actually also related to quantum mechanics because. When you're talking about the possibility, okay, the existence of possibility, you're actually talking about information. There, before there is matter, before there is something I can experience, I can touch, you know, I can experience as matter. What 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 is the what, what is the meaning of the existence of that thing? That thing, the existence could be, uh, I, I I believe, could be information. The information right. exists. That information somehow. Uh, 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 um, causes an emergent pheno phenomena called reality, matter, and whatever we see around us. Uh, but the basic, it, it could be that uh, the, this, and, and also, uh, there also, uh, it's related to research about black holes and things mm -hmm. like that. Again, I'm not a very good, very, uh, but I'm not very in this area, so I don't want to, to say uh, stupid things, but uh, but uh, it's it's something that has uh, a lot of potential for, for future uh, theories of reality. Right, yeah, one of the things I find interesting about the black hole idea, too, is, all right, so, so light and matter can't, you know, survive it, but the possibility of the information of that light and matter could. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's exactly the area that I'm not. <laughs> the, the issue of information around black holes and inside black holes, and how does information go outside of a black hole? So there is a lot of discussions around that. Mm -hmm. Okay, because as you said, black hole, you no, know, everything's go into it, but nothing can go, come come out, including light. But but the, there are two questions: whether if it gets that, does the information is maintained in the black hole, the information of everything that uh, went uh, through that black hole, does it go through maybe to another place? Because, you know, uh, some of the, there is, um, there is a theory uh, about war wormholes, okay? Uh, another uh, concept that uh, you probably heard of. 
Uh, wormholes are actually being created. It's based on uh, relativity theory, the, the, the idea of wormholes. It's actually being created by black holes that um, bind um, uh, space-time uh, to, uh, to a point when two areas of space-time that are very um, uh, far from one each other uh, are, are, are being um, uh, bridged right. by a bridge called a, a wormhole. That because of uh, of the immense gravity of a, of, a, of a black hole, it creates uh, a bridge mm -hmm. between two areas of of, uh, of space time. Um, but so maybe the information goes from one side to another. But uh, but and, and again, the information can and also does the information go out of of a black hole? There, there are some. Uh, theory saying they, there is still some information is being uh, is being uh, held on the border of the black hole. Uh -huh. So the information is there. Some of them saying some of it even uh, going back to space. But uh, I don't think it's very interesting. I must say. I, I, I'm sorry to say that <laughs> because uh, I think um, at the end of the day, it's more you know it's, it's for physics. It's very interesting for understanding reality. I'm not sure it leads us uh, to to a very interesting uh, way of thinking. So, so that's why I'm, I've never got uh, you know deep, deep dive into that area. Right. Yeah, I think if I had like the opportunity to jump into a black hole to find out the answers, I would do it. Would you? Don't do it. Don't no, do it. Would do it. <laughs> you won't survive. <laughs> Right, you will uh, be spaghetti, you know the spaghetti effect of the black hole. <laughs> you will be uh, first of all, you will you'll die in, in less than a, a uh, you know, God knows the, the smallest uh, period of time you can think of. Mm -hmm. uh, you will be a spaghetti because you know some of you will be left out of the black hole, some the, the initial stage. Some of you will be uh, be inside, so you there is no way to survive jumping into a black hole. I would not recommend it in any way. <laughs> I, I would, I, I, if we went by the static model of time, though, really jumping into black hole would have no effect because it would have already happened anyway. Yeah, you're not choosing to, to, to jump to the black hole. It's anyway something you will do, so, so let's yeah. do it. Get Gary ends with jumping into the black hole. <laughs> 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 um, I'm trying to so how about time travel mm. um, you know there, there's a lot of weird theories on, on, on time travel you know some people say it's possible to travel I think back in or, or, or they say it's possible to travel forward in time but not backward in time because if we go backward in time and we mess something up, then it creates a parallel reality and, and, and messes everything up. But going forward in time is okay. Um, and I also, I mean, I, th I believe I've read that um, scientists have been able to not necessarily travel time, but have been able to stop time within a confined space. Okay, I can talk about uh, traveling time. There's a lot of things to, to tell about that. Mm -hmm. like, uh, 
Regarding stopping time, I've never heard about that. Maybe there is something I, I, I've never heard of, but uh, I, I, it's very hard for me to, to think uh, what, how can they do that and how can they understand that time have, uh, have stopped. But uh, maybe, maybe there, there was some kind of, a, of an experiment I don't think it's you know to, to get into this because it's too complicated, but uh, something related to quantum mechanics that maybe explains it maybe you can interpret as 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 a stop of time, but uh, but let's talk about time travel. Okay. I think it's more relevant. Uh, time travel is something that is very uh, uh, relevant to to physics today. So it, maybe it will surprise some of the listeners, but. Uh, I think uh, physics is telling us uh, today that uh, time travel, as you said, to the future. Later on, we'll speak about the past, but time travel to the future physically is possible, okay? So if you will ask again, 100 uh, physicists, uh, if they, uh, <laughs> professor of physics, if they, they believe in time travel, the time travel to the future is, is, is an option, 99% will say yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because, and I'll explain why. Uh, at, at least th- theoretically, we don't know how to do it technically yet, but theoretically from the physics, um, from physical rules, we know it, it, it's, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Why? Because uh, it's based on relativity theory again. Uh, what uh, Einstein has uh, taught us uh, in, in the special relativity theory, is that um, uh, time is relative, okay? What does it mean? It's, it's a little bit hard to understand, but I will try to explain it in a simple words. Okay. Um, you know, me and you, are, we, we, we experience the same time, no? This seconds, every 60 seconds mm-hmm. a minute, no, the same seconds we are going, we are traveling to the future right now. Yeah, we're we time travel. We are tri travelers. Uh, every every one of us travels to the future in the same rate, uh, in, and we experience the same seconds uh, to the future. So we are all tra- time travelers. But what relativity is telling us that in a spe- in a certain uh, situations, like when you are accelerating very fast, or when you are very close to a strong gravity source, uh, time space time but let's talk about time time mm-hmm. bends okay uh it extracts uh and that causes that one second you know if i for example you will stay at your you're, you're sitting at the chair and i will now get into a spacecraft and travel very fast near the speed of light okay we will both experience by them ourselves, the voices, again, the same seconds that we are mm-hmm. experiencing now, okay? But because I'm traveling very fast, what you experience as a second is not the same second as I experience. Right. So when you feel that one second has passed, of, or, or the opposite, when I, in the spacecraft, when I experience that one second has passed, you will probably experience five, 10, or even 50 seconds. Because my time is bent, and I and everything you know, my 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 everything I, I experience also not just the, the the things that I have though 
So, so, uh, so the second, what why I call second is not the same than what you call second. Right. Okay. So that means that when my when a second passes in the spacecraft, five or 50, 50 seconds passes uh, in your room. One hour in my spacecraft is 50 hours in your room. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, relativity theory is telling us. So what the idea of time travel uh, is saying, the, and I will explain it by the, uh, the twin paradox. It's also very famous. The twin paradox it says this, the following. Take two twins. They are, they are twins, yeah? They are the same age. Mm-hmm. Uh, put one of them in a spacecraft again to fly very, very fast, speed of near the speed of light, uh, and uh, for a year, and come back. Because he is traveling very fast, he experienced time differently. It's not experienced time, but the time he experienced is different yeah. than the time you experience. When one second in the again in the space of uh, 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 one second in the space of is like fifty seconds on Earth for his mm-hmm. twin. So when he comes back after a year, for he 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 thought he thinks it's a year. Uh-huh. On on Earth, fifty years have passed. <laughs> So he is—he has actually traveled to the future. He, he, you know, he traveled faster than we did. Right. It's not a you know a, a time travel machine that you are closing yourself up, boof, and you are in the 1800s. You are you are traveling to the future, but faster than somebody else. And so you're reaching is the future 50 years when his brother experienced 50 years. He only experienced one year. So is he a year old, older? His twin brother is 50 years older. So based on the relativity theory, this can be done. This is physics saying this is uh, feasible. Mm-hmm. The only thing we don't know yet is how to build uh, a machine that will travel fast enough because this uh, effect also has, you know, even when we are traveling our car, there is an effect of time uh, uh, dilation. But it's it's very it's it's nothing you know it's it's nothing we can experience. You need to travel very very fast, much faster than any spacecraft we have, um, to experience a real difference. So we and technically we don't know how to do that. We don't know how to physically uh, uh, maintain people for not dying in in, in high uh, mm-hmm. speed. And, and other technical issues, but uh, but we can we can uh, travel to the future. Actually, there are three persons. We have already the three of first time travelers in humanity. I don't know if you know them. I didn't know that. You don't know that. You, you probably met them sometime in the supermarket or wherever <laughs> you. <laughs> no, there are three cosmonauts, Russian cosmonauts, actually that uh, broke the record of uh, staying in the international spacecraft, mm-hmm. space uh, station, sorry, and then Mir station. Uh, and each one of them, let's say the, the record holds, uh, the, the, the one that holds the record right now, is, his name is Padalka. Um, and he, uh, he uh, stayed for one, more than 800 days in, uh, in space stations. Uh, so he, for a long time, he stayed in, in, a, in, a, in a spacecraft that uh-huh. moved very, very fast uh, around the, uh, the Earth. 
and th that experience had some kind of, 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 of experience, uh, of some kind of, of impact. And when he came back to Earth, he actually traveled to the, to the future 0.2 seconds. <laughs> so we probably, you know, you know the future uh, shock. You know, we didn't know what, uh -huh. what, what the technology and didn't recognize his family and everything was very different. But, <laughs> but uh, actually, if you calculate the, by, with, with the you know, relativity theory, you understand that he actually traveled to the future 0.2 seconds. Mm -hmm. So the only thing we need to do now is to, you know, make that number a little bit uh, larger so we can say that people really experience time travel. Interesting. So how about backwards in time? Okay, so that's, that's a good question because, uh, first of all, from the physical point of view, we don't see, we, we, it's, it's not feasible right now. We, we don't see how physically we can uh, travel, uh, people can travel to the past. There is a lot of reasons for that. I, I won't get into it. It's mainly because the speed of light is the fastest light, it's the fastest um, speed we, we have in, rea in, uh, in nature. And there is no way to go through above that, and because of other reasons. But the, the interesting issue is the paradoxes that happens when you are talking about uh, traveling to the past, because traveling to the future is not something that causes paradoxes. Uh, but when you are talking about uh, traveling to the past, you 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 encounter very interesting paradoxes. If you want, I can you know say tell you about two of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of them is very famous because it's very, you know, you find it a lot in uh, science fiction mm -hmm. uh, movies and stories and everything that pe people that are traveling to the to the past, changing history, and uh, you know something mm -hmm. happens in the future that we're not supposed to happen. So we 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 we, we have a lot of those. Um, you know, Back to the Future, I think, was one of the most famous ones right. uh, when Buff is uh, is, is uh, becoming very uh, Rich because his uh, his father gave him in the past, uh, you know, uh, uh, a book of all the sport uh, results that will happen in the future. So he's uh, becoming a billionaire. Um, but uh, but what we we there is the the grandfather paradox, uh, which is the most famous one that says very very uh, simple that I'm uh, traveling to the past uh, for some reason, don't know why, but I'm killing my my grandfather. Uh, because of that, my mother is not born, of course. Uh, so I was not born. So I cannot go back to kill my father, my grandfather. So he's, uh, he's, you know, he's alive. He's, my father is, uh, my mother is, uh, is born. I'm born. So I can go back to the, to the past to kill my grandfather. But then my mother is not born. So I was, and, and again, and again, so we are getting into a loop that we cannot solve. And this is the the, you know, the most famous paradox we have uh, traveling to the past. Uh, the second one is uh, less uh, famous, but also very interesting. It's called the bootstrap paradox. And uh, you know, there is a famous uh, physics professor, Brian Greene, you probably heard of him, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, gives in one of his books a very good uh, example. I will use it uh, if it's okay. Uh, because it's, it explains very nice the, the situation. He, he tells about himself. You know, it's of course a imaginary story that he knows how to travel to the to the future. First of all, he goes to the future 
he finds out that uh, the theory of everything is uh, finally found. You know, some physicists have wrote the theory of everything, what every physicist would like to find, you know, trying to combine relativity and quantum mechanics, but we, we have trouble. And once he, he read this theory, he is very excited. He reads everything, you know, he remembers it by heart. And then at the end, he sees that his mother wrote it. So he says, Whoa, come on, and my mother doesn't know physics. I have to go back. <laughs> I have to go back to the to the past and teach uh, physics, so she, she will be able to do that. So he goes back to the past. Here's the paradoxes start. He goes back to the past, start you know to teach his mother uh, physics, but uh, then he understands that there is no time left. He, she's supposed to publish the article, and she, she's not in, you know even starting to understand what she's supposed to mm-hmm. to write. And then he says, "Listen, maybe I I know this article by heart. I'm a physicist. I professor. I can you know write it." very easily. So he wrote the article, uh, signs his mother, and published it. So everything, you know, everything is fine. But now the question is, who wrote the article? <laughs> so you, you can understand his mother didn't write the article. He didn't write the article because he, he read it in the future. Yeah. So nobody wrote the article. So there is uh, no uh, information that uh, comes from the void. Mm-hmm. That we cannot, uh, we cannot, uh, uh, cannot rest, but we cannot. It, it leads to a paradox we cannot understand. If I travel to the future, could I meet my future self? It's 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 also it's one of the options. I think when we are talking about um, traveling to the not to the future, because what I explained in in relativity theory is actually a real time travel. So mm-hmm. you, will not, you, will not, you will not find yourself as, as somebody else because you are yourself, okay? You just, you just got to the future earlier than you were supposed to be if you are, were not in this spacecraft, okay? There is no a parallel you that reaches another parallel story uh, to, that, to that future. There is the only uh-huh. one of you that will be there. Okay, so it's to the future, it's not an option. But if you are talking about the past, one of the ways to try to solve the paradoxes and, and, and still uh, leave an option for uh, time travel to the past is actually um, uh, thinking that maybe, and also we can combine it with quantum mechanics, maybe uh, in relativity theory, and maybe there is an, an event you know, in the past, the event that I was born, okay, for example, or the event that I would started first grade, the first day of first grade, that would be easier. So there is an event for, from the relativity point of view, I will remind us, this event exists, okay? It exists, even if I experience mm-hmm. it or not, it, there is an event in the block universe of events. So now when I'm moving in this block universe to the past, I'm, I'm not experiencing as me today, this event. And I see myself getting into school for the first day. I'm actually experiencing that event as me, as the first day of school, not knowing that I did some time travel. So there is no option to you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So you are experiencing the event. That means that you will not be able to travel, for example, to events that you are not existent uh-huh. before you were born or after you die. Um, 
So there is, uh, there is an option we can think about that, but again, I don't think it, 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 it uh, helps us in any way because that means that uh, we will not be able to actually experience time travel. Okay. And it will happen somehow, but we will not experience it. So we're talking about physical, you know, going back and forth in time. And uh, so, but what about communication-wise? I mean, can we communicate with the future or can we communicate with the past? I mean, just like, for example, like, like you and I, in a way, like, because it takes time for my sound and my picture to travel to you and it takes time for, you know, there's a delay between our communication. So in a way, I, I'm talking to the past you and you're talking to the past me. For sure. Uh, yes. So th th this is th actually, this answers your question. Uh, there is what we experience. We experience reality um uh we, we experience the past all the time mm -hmm. even if it's a very you know very close past but it's the past uh you know i'm here in israel you're in the us it takes at least a second or two for for a little bit less than that for the information so we are experiencing uh, each other uh, in the past and i think the most uh you know substantial evidence for that is when you are looking at the sky at night you know you're mm -hmm. looking at you see stars that you see something that exists, but uh, you see something that actually existed uh, even maybe even billions of years ago. So uh, so maybe it doesn't exist right now. So you right. see, you get you are getting the information from the past. So uh, but but you you asked about communication. It's yes. not the same because you want to communicate. You just want to get information. Right. So we know you can get information from the past. It's very easy. You can open every history book and you have you have information mm -hmm. from the past. The, the problem is information from the future, which I don't see uh, you know, a physical way to, to do that because of uh, the fact that um, uh, you know, we are moving in one direction. Mm -hmm. okay? uh, there is also a very, uh, a very good explanation why we are moving in a specific direction, why we don't see information from the future. Maybe one day, you know the the the, the universe will uh, you know not to be a big bang with a big collapse and then uh, we will see everything is is we will be backwards mm -hmm. and then we will get information from the future but we will not know, know what is the past um, but uh, there is no way to communicate because communication is the, the fastest way to communicate is by the speed of light and there is no way to communicate with uh, in the future if the speed of light goes, you know, only one direction. We not we're not getting anything back. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but from the past, of course, we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of messages. But we cannot, you know, send anything to the to the past because of the one direction of the of the the light and the information we can we can send. Um, uh, there is also uh, something we can say uh, about uh, about the past. No, leave it aside. Okay, let's move to the to another topic. I don't think it will lead us to something interesting. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I think. How about this one? Um, so, so, physical matter can't travel faster than the speed of light. 
Um, what if we, but if the universe is nothing but information, and like, like for example, you and I were made out of DNA, and that DNA control contains all the information that we are. And we take that DNA, we, we you know, what we are, and, and basically make it super, super small, throw it into a high, the hardened collider. And, and and try to get it to go faster than the speed of light, and then reassemble that DNA. What would happen then? Never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think it will have um, a major experience on what something. What what will happen? I think it's the same that what will happen in, with any other matter that you accelerate in, in you know, in, a, in, in CERN or in other uh, accelerators mm -hmm. like that. Uh, I don't think there is something that will change. The DNA could be changed, but um, actually, I don't know. I really, I don't want to know to, to say something. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert in, in biology uh -huh. and DNA right. and things like that. But Me I believe either. that it will not, uh, not change something very substantial about you know about us. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not it's not uh, something we should uh, you know you know elaborate. Uh, right. I know, I guess the main reason I asked that question is because I interviewed somebody, and you know he, he's one of those people that would like to take his consciousness and basically upload it into a computer, like into cyberspace. At that point, he's just information. Once you're just information, I, I think that opens the door to a lot of different types of travel and information exchange um, that's outside of our physical limits. In, in, yeah. in that I, you know, and, and it really just kind of like like makes me think like okay, like maybe you know, with the use of technology it is possible to break some of these physical restrictions. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, uh, we don't know, know how to do it yet, but uh, I think technology is, is, uh, is progressing to, to, to a point that there will be some kind of, um, you know, uh, a way to, first of all, uh, interact technologically with our uh, uh, consciousness. So we will be able to you know, uh, maybe connect to a computer and uh, that it will be able to bring information to our brain and our mm -hmm. brain will, will be able maybe to store information there. Uh, again, we are not able to do that today. But there is a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, thinking in that direction. Um, and, and maybe one day there is also be an option, you know, to copy and paste our right. our, our brain some somewhere to, uh, in, a, in a technological equipment. Um, <laughs> but the, the question, the, the interesting question here is whether what will be the experience of that. Right. I think that's 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 a, a good question because the fact that we have information in our brain doesn't uh, give a full explanation for what we experience as consciousness. 
doesn't have to to be the full explanation so mm-hmm. there is there is a chance that you know we, we in philosophy we call it a zombie it's not a zombie you know that goes with his hands uh, uh, in front of his body trying to eat everybody right. zombie that uh, that has a, a um, all the function that we have with our brain you know everything that we see in a brain when a brain experience something he also has that Right. But there is no experience. There is no the qualia. There is no qualia there. There is on, on, only the, the physical uh, ex, uh, uh, processes that we see in an NMR, for, for example. Okay? Mm-hmm. And there is no uh, experience. The, the big question, you know, the hard question of consciousness is, of course, what is, it, what is that experience? What is that higher level? Uh, above the physical processes we see in the brain that causes, mm-hmm. first of all, causes the, the, this experience. And, 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 and what is this experience? Whether is it an emergent phenomena that we experience out of our matter in our brain, or whether it's something that comes from another place. Uh, it could be God, it could be uh, nature, it could be something else. You know, there is a lot of uh, theories and uh, way of thinking here. Um, so, uh, so the, the question is that if we will copy paste our, our uh, information in the brain to a, a techno- technological equipment, uh, whether the experience, the experience will be uh, also be copied there. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, I, I don't think so. That, that's a really good that. point. Yeah, and I know that's something that I completely missed. You know, in in the idea, you know, because all right, we can copy and paste the information, but can we copy and paste the observer of the information? Yeah, yeah. I think the information is not enough. I think uh, there is something uh, happening. You no, know, I'm coming from a more rational point of view. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I I um, I don't think there is a separation between mind and uh, body. I think somehow it. I'm not a materialistic, but I'm not saying the only explanation comes from the matter. Okay. Okay. It's very, maybe it's hard to understand what, what what where I come from, but but I don't believe in a dualism. I don't believe in that there is a separate two entities, mind and body. I think there is one entity, okay. uh, which combines the both. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a very, uh, you know, very uh, difficult word, panpsychism. Uh, it's called panpsychism, maybe in English. Uh, it, it, it means that uh, the nature, nature combines both uh, entities in one. There is the matter, there is the mind, but mind is part of the matter. It's part of the of nature. It's not a... a, a, a a separate entity. It means that in every uh, particle, there is a, a portion of, ta- of mind. It's not the mind we experience. You know, the particles are not thinking. They are not, uh, you know, uh, remembering their past and uh, 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 thinking about the future. But there is something in matter that we are not uh, uh, fully uh, uh, understanding yet that when you are taking a lot of, uh, of those uh, particles, hmm. a lot of the particles, uh, like in any other com- complex system, 
new phenomena emerge, emerges, okay? Like when you're talking about a glass of water, okay? It's water uh, is, is built of uh, H2O molecules. That's the only thing you have in water, H2O molecules. Every molecule is not uh, wet, the, 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 the phenomenon of wetness is not, don't have it it's in, it's in, a, in a molecule. It's not a liquid. It doesn't have even temperature. It's not uh -huh. hot. Only when they take a lot of those H2Os together in a complex uh, system, like a, a glass of water, and it, the, the molecules are interacting with each other, only then when you are zooming out, new phenomena emerges that are not existent in any of the particles and any of the uh, parts of that system. You cannot find, if you will tear the system apart and you look at every uh, part of that system, you will not find the reason for those phenomena. You will find it only when you're looking at the full complex system, right. like wetness and liquid. And you find it in any complex uh, system, like the, the, the human body, like in, uh, in ant colony, uh, like in, uh, in a structure of, of roads, and every complex system, you find new phenomena emerging, uh, emergence of new phenomena. And, um, and I believe that uh, consciousness, the explanation to consciousness should combine uh, complex, complexity theory with, with, what we, with, with the philosophical point of view of panpsychism, saying that, that mind, is something we call mind. We don't know what it is, but it is part of the matter. Only when you take a lot of the particles of a matter, matter particle, you build a brain or something like that, mm -hmm. then a new phenomena emerges that we call consciousness, what we experience as consciousness, that is a very uh, complex mind, a very, uh, a very high level of, of a mind, okay? Uh, which is not the same mind as, as you have in a particle, but it's, it's, a, it's an emergent uh, phenomena called experience uh, or consciousness that is, 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 uh, is uh, coming from that. Um, and I think that should be, the, and, and when you're talking about uh, doing it technologically, I think there will be a lot of, of problems because I don't see how we uh, imitate what happens in our brains in another uh, tool or another um, uh, system, which is uh, man-built. Right. Um, I think there will be a, a lot of challenge because, and that's why I don't believe, and I know I'm not, you know, maybe I'm not in the majority here, but I don't believe that we will be able one day to build a real uh, cyber zombie that will also be able to think an experience, uh -huh. experience, the experience here, the emergent phenomena of consciousness, the hard question of consciousness mm -hmm. is something that I, I, I am very hard to believe that we will be able to produce. So we don't have to worry about artificial intelligence becoming self-aware and wiping out the human race like in Terminator. You, you don't believe how far we are from that. You know, we are, we are very, um, you know, a lot of you know, brain scientists and uh, artificial intelligent uh, research is very advanced. We know, we know how to do a lot of things uh, that we, we didn't know 
how to do uh, previously. But we are so far <laughs> from building something that will be really a parallel of how the human brain and the consciousness experience that uh, it will takes it will take a lot of time. And and I'm not sure. Again, you know, here uh, being a prophet is not something I like to to be. Uh-huh. But uh, but I think it will it will be very very challenging. Uh, and I don't see how we do that. Take for example, you know, we are talking about a computer that, uh, um, uh, you know, just lately there is the Go Go uh, game. It's a Chinese game mm-hmm. that they build a computer that manages to to win. Uh, and uh, one of the, the major experts of of this of this game, it's like the chess. We did it with the Deep Blue mm-hmm. uh, 20 years. ago. You know, 20 years ago, they built the Deep Blue. It it uh, it, it won against uh, Kasparov or something. Everybody was saying, "Listen, we know how to build artificial intelligence." Uh, it, it, in a few years, you will have some some creature that will tell you what to do. Uh, we are not even close to that. So <laughs> yeah. it will take also uh, at least uh, a few decades. I'm not sure we will be able to experience. Hopefully, we'll not. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually reassuring <laughs> yeah. thank you for coming on today man. this was a fantastic interview I've really learned a lot and enjoyed our conversation big time thank you thank you very much I also very I enjoyed it a lot it was very interesting for me and uh, and uh, if you want in the future I'll be, be, be happy to come back and keep on there is a lot of issues we can keep on talking about <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. So where can my listeners find you? Okay, so first of all, you can find me on Facebook. We ha- I have, uh, you know, Alon Alperin uh, uh, in Facebook. You can, uh, you can, I have also a page called The Network of Time. So you can find me there in English. Actually, in, in English, it's better to go to The Network of Time on Facebook and then uh, and Instagram. Uh, and uh, again, I think the best way to know me is to read my book, The Network of Time on Amazon, and then you will really understand what I'm trying to say and uh, what I'm trying to you know, bring to, to live after me uh, <laughs> when I'm not here. <laughs> the, the, the few, a few thoughts, a new thoughts, a new understanding of, of reality. Great. And I, I guess I mentioned earlier, I'm going to post links to your website, to your book on Amazon and to your Facebook, all in the notes of this episode. So if my listeners hear this conversation, they'll be able to check you out, reach out to you, follow you, buy your book, and um, just interact, learn more, Great. expand their uh, awareness feel of time. Free. Yes, feel free to contact me. I'll be happy to, to, to hear from all of you. Yes, absolutely. You're definitely going to be, uh, I'll definitely be asking you back again. Great. All right, I'm just going to play the outro and we'll call it a wrap. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable on KGRA Radio. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or email him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the costs of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of his page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. Oh yes, I almost forgot. You can buy his book, Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need. 
and it's on Amazon. It'll change your life because remember, everything that exists was first imagined. Hey, if you loved what you listened to, don't forget, rate, review and subscribe.